Drinks, food, art, fun. This is Hops and Spirits Kentucky. Joining us for our Q&A this week as part of Whiskey Weeks 2023. They're kind of a newer brand to, to many of us, but I, I think you, they'll be around for a while and I think you'll enjoy it. Welcome in Jacob Call and Four Smallwood from Hemingway Whiskey. Hey, man. Hey, John. Good well, I appreciate y'all hopping on. Jacob is the master distiller. Forrest is the marketing community engagement director there. And uh, you guys have some interesting backgrounds that we're going to be talking about. But before I get into any of it, I must say this bottle, for those that are watching and not listening, is a very pretty bottle. <laughs> yep. Uh, we've been blessed to uh, to have some really cool design. We work with, uh, uh, on our brand as well, is named Lindsay. Um, and Lindsay, uh, Coach Monday, she's out of, of Los Angeles. She does a lot of the design work. Uh, we've been uh, had some early success on on the whiskey, but also the design. So we've won uh, best of show for the Ascots for the for the bottle design. So super super cool. Uh, I can kind of walk you through it there if you want to hold it up there. Um, we've got on the front of the bottle. Uh, obviously, there's a typewriter key, so they're a direct replica of the 1950s uh, typewriter that Ernest Hemingway would type on. Um, and then oh, that's if awesome. you don't notice yet um, in in the inside of the label there, there's actually um, a mural of Ernest Hemingway. Uh, so that was actually commissioned by James Cook out of the United Kingdom. And what he does is take a, a typewriter and creates that mural out of all different types of numbers and letters. Um, and so that'll present itself as you drink through it. Oh, I, as soon as you mentioned that, I saw that because I was looking at the typewriter set, you know, where it says Rye for those that are, are watching. And I was like, wait a minute, I see a picture in the background. <laughs> that is awesome. That is those little details, though, make it so cool to not only share what's inside, like the juice that's inside the bottle, but the story behind everything there is. Yeah. And if you get a chance, we had a, a really limited uh, first run of uh, the first edition. So a little bit older juice that we came out with, the, the packaging is a little bit different. Um, on the back of that one actually had a library card, as you can see here. And so the library card comes out, has an envelope. Uh, and we, we actually wanted everyone to kind of sign it and, and then put it back in and, and you can have it forever and, and just know who you tasted it with. Uh, it's been pretty, pretty cool in the market. Um, on the bottle you've got, though, on the Necker, it's pretty cool. Um, it has the grain receipt, rye grain receipt. If you, if you kind of notice our, our brand's designed off of the rye, uh, that's a grain receipt that you would give to the truck drivers and they would come into the distillery. Um, but also, uh, Ernest Hemingway was famous for a six-word challenge. So he can create a mural with six words. And so we're, we're really challenging our, our fans and consumers to create their own mural and, and turn it in online and, and our website. So that's part of the Necker. Um, and so, yeah, the very, a lot of details uh, in, in the bottles, but I think that's part of the brand and, and the juice is just as good, if not better. Well, and, and we'll, we'll be talking about the, the juice here in a second, but I want to talk a little bit about you two because you guys have some interesting backgrounds. So before I dive deep, deep into those with some good questions, I call this the cliff notes. Just a little bit about yourselves. Uh, not too much because, like I said, I got a few questions for each of you. All right. Yep. So I'm uh, Jacob Call, eighth generation uh, master distiller, eighth generation Kentuckian. Uh, family dates back to 1791. Samuel Call was the uh, first distiller, came into Bourbon County, Kentucky. Uh, he had a couple stills, a uh, dozen fermenters. Um, and then in more modern times, my grandfather worked at Jim Beam. My dad worked at Jim Beam for a number of years. Um, 
we moved to Florida in the 90s, and um, my father created all the Cruzan rum products. Um, and uh, I went into, uh, I worked with my dad uh, for a number of years uh, in high school and college. I had all the really challenging jobs at the distillery, stacking cases and working in processing in the summer. We had a big cattle ranch, used to take care of the cows. And, um, and then I uh, came back to Kentucky, went to Murray State and uh, was a banker for about seven years. And then uh, we moved, I moved back to Florida and worked with my dad again at, at Florida Distillers for seven or eight years. Um, and uh, that company was sold. My dad left and uh, started working for Pilar Rum um, and as well as Hemingway for a number of years now. Um, I moved back to Kentucky again and uh, rebuilt the uh, historic uh, Charles Medley Distillery down in Owensboro, uh, which later became the Green River Distillery. So I was employee one there back in 2015 in charge of uh, all the renovation. Uh, brought it all back to life until that was sold recently. Um, after that, I, uh, I left and uh, started my own distillery uh, with my good friend J.D. Edwards. Uh, who happens to be our president uh, here. Um, so we uh, we broke ground in November of last year. We started distilling about a month ago. Uh, we're actually the second largest uh, Kentucky wholly owned distillery. Uh, we make about uh, 50,000 barrels of bourbon and rye whiskey a year. And uh, things are uh, things are going great. That's awesome. And, and Forrest, uh, you've got a, a fun little, little background as well. <laughs> yeah. So I played, uh, played college basketball. Um, so I, I actually played basketball at, uh, Murray state for a year and then transferred, uh, to Bellarmine university, which is, uh, now division one in, in Louisville, uh, actually worked at ESPN doing their color commentary, uh, during the season. So still, still do a little bit of the basketball for, uh, for the team. And, Around Scotty and and um, really kind of just Scotty Davenport and he's introducing us. He's talking about you know opening doors and so uh, one of our boosters there was was Bill Samuels and, and Chris Morrison and and so uh, fell in love with the industry and and those guys uh, being around the storytelling and so I jumped in. I worked at Southern for about seven years and then um, I started my own transportation company doing tours and fell in love with storytelling. I uh, worked at Makers, kind of full circle, worked with the Samuels for, for two years, uh, was there during COVID and really dug into the, the agricultural side of the, the tourism, um, and then got a call to, to really uh, relaunch Green River and uh, the 10th Otis Distillery and work with Jacob and the team and, and uh, really create brands. And so kind of full circle moment for me, just kind of getting back into the uh, the pushing and drive from from having, uh, you know, something from the, the start and, and then kind of pushing it into the market um, here with Hemingway, just like we did with Green River. So, well, I, I was going to say, it's such a unique background for, for, for both of you and, and, and for Forrest, what was it like that to kind of, were you a whiskey fan at first or, or how did those, uh, I know the doors were opened by some whiskey folks, but did you like whiskey right off the bat? 
You know, it's it's funny because you know my my mother in law, she's from Loretto, so we've always had a deep uh, connection with Maker's Mark, and and I think the branding. I, I'm I love like uh, marketing towards Nike and stuff. I always loved whiskey, but just being a Kentuckian, I think is the, the was the thing that intrigued me the most. And uh, getting on tours uh, on the Bourbon Trail and seeing people kind of geek out and uh, about being in Kentucky, something that we you know really really just grew up on. Uh, that got me excited, right? And just going through hometowns and people like, this is so cool, right? And uh, that got me intrigued into the industry um, and then got really heavily into the limited, you know, time offerings and stuff like that. This is very similar to, to you know, Nike and, and shoes and how they release that. And so I fell in, I fell in love with all that, really. And, and so that's kind of what led me into the branding aspect of it. And, and now, Jacob, you mentioned, you know, you come from a long line of distillers, uh, but you went banking first. Did, did you did you have enough fun doing all those uh, jobs there with your dad that you're like, I got to go somewhere else? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, my dad was always big on you know, wanting us to do other things and, and try the things and, and learn from other people. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll be the same way with my kids when they get out of school. But uh yeah, I mean, you know, Kentucky always kind of calls you home, you know, no matter where you're at in Florida, wherever I was at, I always wanted to get back to Kentucky to make bourbon uh, or rye or, or whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, making whiskey is definitely a lot more fun than making, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I was going to say you, you get to be around the, the process and, you know, for each of you and your, your roles, what is that like for, for y'all? Cause uh, obviously Jacob, you're kind of part of the, the, um, you know, kind of making the, the final product and, and Forrest, you're the one that kind of gets to make sure it gets out there and you, you know, people get to know who you are and, and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at the distillery, so I wear a couple different hats, so at the distillery here, Western Kentucky Distilling Company. Uh, I'm the COO, uh, also like the general manager, COO, and then the master distiller. So I do all the recipes and uh, the still, you know, run the run the distillery. I have a great team here, uh, Spencer Ott, and he's my distillery manager. Uh, it's a great group of guys. You know, I told somebody the other day, it's kind of like just getting to come in and, and make urban and hang out with your friends all day. So uh, it's, it's great. We're having a good time. I think for me, it's, you know, pushing the brand and, and it's always as an athlete, right? You, you believe in something and you become passionate. And so uh, one, getting the story out of the calls, which Jacob's so humble, but his, his background dates back to 1791. Um, I mean, they have records of having a land dispute with Elijah Craig at the time. And so, uh, you know, being eighth generation, the stories just go endless. And, and for me, the passion is there. Um, the, the juice is extremely good. And like you said, we, I think we had a, a saying of a green river. We just, we don't do business people we don't like. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, so w we have a really good group here, um, at the distillery, but also with the Hemingway side of things, uh, we're really assembling a good Kentucky team. Um, so, you know, to jump in front of uh, people like you and influencers and, and, and Kroger buyers. And, and, you know, I think uh, I'm really persistent. But when you when you have something you believe in, uh, once people taste it, they, they fall in love. So. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing, too, you know, with, with the brand itself, my father's involved in it. 
my brother. So it's kind of a family affair. We've kind of adopted Forrest. He's like the the uh, middle brother, I guess. <laughs> Uh, younger brother. Yeah. yeah, you're the younger brother. A little more pressure to have the first <laughs> brand of all three calls to go out, though. So, but yeah, yeah, we collaborate. Uh, we taste different things, send things back and forth. Uh, my father actually does the finishing, the blending and the finishing uh, in the Olorosa sherry, rum seasoned uh, sherry barrels. So uh, we're all kind of involved in it. It's a fun project um, and uh, we're having a really good time. Well, I was going to say the, the juice is, is pretty cool. And like you said, you've, you've got some fun history and what's, you know, you guys were at green river beforehand and before, you know, the, that kind of changed hands. What was it like to bring that back from, you know, kind of back into existence? Cause you know, not everyone gets to truly do that. It's one thing to resurrect a brand. It's another to resurrect a distillery. Yeah. I mean, it, it was in shambles. It was shut down for over 25 years. Uh, when I got there, uh, had a had a great team that, that helped do that, that helped me to do that. Um, you know, I used to say it was a once in a lifetime opportunity to, to get to go back and, and rebuild something historic like that. Um, but now I think you know, well, maybe this is another once in a lifetime opportunity where I've built and uh, own my own distillery. So, you know, it's just the evolution of of the the whiskey business and. You know, I learned a lot um, by getting to rebuild that historic place. Um, but uh, I'm having a, I'm having uh, maybe a lot more fun the second time around because it's a little bit easier the second time. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was going to yeah, say, it, now you, yeah, go for it. I think for me, um, you know, Green River was coming from Maker's Mark, right? Just the culture and being around it was, was really neat. And, and Walking in the doors at Green River, um, we we had an artist that would help us do some things named Aaron Kaiser, and he he brought me in late night one night when I was doing some interviews with with the team and showed me around. I mean, it, there's just there's areas of the building that had bottles from the medleys and like have been untouched. Looks like coffee's still on the burner. So it, it, for me, it was really really cool, and and you knew what you had in your hand when you walked in the doors, and then when you taste what Jacob's making, you're like, wow, this is one, it presents itself a lot older than it, than it really is. Um, that's just how he makes it. Um, and then just the, the story that uh, behind the calls, it goes so, so deep. Uh, and then the people that are involved in it, you, it's, it's a home run. Right. And, and so we, we do the same thing with every brand that we, we do and at the distillery here too. Right. Well, and I was going to say, and now you have have your own. And what's it like to kind of start from the ground floor? You know, you guys got to kind of pick and choose what you wanted th this time around, I, I guess, in a sense, with a, a blank slate. Yeah, I mean, you, you learn a lot doing it the second time. You know, when you rebuild a historic distillery, you're, you're uh, you know, taking this piece and, and making it work. And we didn't have a lot of money and, you know, kind of just doing the best you can with, with what you got to work with. Um, this time around, uh, everything's uh, much more streamlined, uh, from start to finish. Um, we did use all Kentucky, uh, built equipment, all Kentucky contractors. So, I mean, in our distillery, we're, we're all about Kentucky from the Kentucky ownership to the Kentucky corn we use, uh, right next door to us. Um, even, uh, 
with Hemingway, the rye whiskey, we're going to plant rye on our site uh, this year. We've got 81 acres here at the distillery. Nice. Um, we've got room for 15 warehouses. We're, we're connected to a 1,200-acre uh, farm uh, that we border. So, I mean, uh, we're all about, about Kentucky. That's uh, kind of why we picked the name, the Western Kentucky Distilling Company. Um, so we're, uh, you know, we make a lot of bourbon and rye whiskey for other brands, other distilleries. It's a lot of barrels that we produce, uh, but we're laying down some stuff for, for the future for us as well. Um, and then it's, it's cool to, to partner, um, you know, with things like Hemingway and help give some brands to our, our base of our distillery. And I was going to say the, the Hemingway whiskey, how did that kind of come about and how did y'all get involved uh, with them? Yeah. So Steve Groth, uh, he is the, uh, I guess the founder of Hemingway. Um, he's got a, a pretty interesting background. He was one of the original founders of Angels Envy. Um, and then he went to, to went on to work with uh, Pilar Rum uh, and really get that found it and out the, out the door. Um, so my father had worked with Steve previously on the cruise and rum side of things. They knew each other through that. And, uh, you know, really with my dad and Steve, uh, they always kind of wanted to do something, um, different and unique. And, um, that's really how it came about. And I, like I said, the, you know, the three families is really, you know, when you, the Groff family, the two sons, uh, Paul and Kyle, both work on the brands. And I think the opportunity for Jacob and the calls to work together and, and do a, a brand for all three of them, um, you know, they called me. And, and when I heard that Jacob would be involved and his his brother and his dad and and then the background of Hemingway and, and actually being part of the family, um, you know, between the three families, there's something to love about the brand, right? And so it definitely is a home run, um, but being part of just with really good people with purpose, um, super excited, honestly. Well, I was going to say for, for you, you Forrest, boy, are there some fun stories to share from all three and the name and the different things you guys get to do with, like you said, the bottle and, and so much more. Yeah. I mean, gosh, and, and if you can't find something interesting, like I said, it, it it's, it's hard. And, and so, you know, you got the, the, the family distilled with families, uh, you know, the Jacobs juice that we, we definitely incorporate in every bottle, uh, family blended his brother, uh, all three of them really do the blending process. And then the cool story of just finishing it to his dad and having all three, the, it just represents the craftsmanship of uh, generations of, of whiskey. Um, and then our sister company being Papa's Pilar, having that rum finish and telling that story of what rum can do to uh, a rye finish when you when you don't put it on a timeline and you, and you really finish it to taste. Um, it, there's just so much. And then you put Hemingway in the mix, right? And you typewriters and Key West and Six Toe Cats and all his background of going to Africa and Paris. There's just there's so much for us to play with. So uh, you're right. It, it's uh, it's a really really interesting brand and and uh it's got a really cool feel uh a feel and, and, and culture to it well and, and you, you mentioned that that the signature edition that's out i got to try that last night before we we hopped on and and i love the blend of the rye because i'm a rye guy uh to begin with but one of my favorite finishes is rum cask 
I mean, to me, there's when when that's done right, it's it's a, a phenomenal finish. And the fact that you guys do a rye in the rum with the uh, Orloso uh, sherry cask is such a unique blend, and it was super flavorful and and one that I was like, this between the bottle and the juice, that's one you want to kind of like have situated very nicely for folks to see. Yeah, in an industry that when most bottles that come out and they're this pretty, you're like, huh. you know, it's it's you question what's what's in the bottle. This is the juice is even better than the bottle design. And, and that's hard to, to beat. Um, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, I always say it's complex, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a couple different rise and you got the rum finish and the sherry, you know, you'll taste different things at different uh, points in the taste. You know, you'll, you get the sweet and the spice and I get some bubble gum, you know, even out of this one a little bit. Uh, or it's just, we were trying it a little bit earlier and he was like, I get, I get like honeycomb. I was like, yeah, I guess I do. So, I mean, everybody tastes differently. That's the cool thing about about whiskey. Uh, everybody, you know, tastes a little bit different. But I, I think you uh, uh, those those main flavors and notes are still there. Uh, absolutely, and. How did like the signature edition? What was the hope behind it when you guys were able to put it out? Because it is that ninety percent Indiana, ninety five percent rye, and then the ten percent Kentucky, ninety five percent rye, and obviously then the blend. How, what was the goal behind uh, this one? Well, I mean, you know, MG the the ninety uh, percent is MGP uh, six year old rye. Everybody knows MGP makes great rye whiskey. Um, we wanted to incorporate some rye that. I had made previously, uh, so that's why we went with the four-year-old uh, 95% rye. Uh, if we had more of it, I'm sure we would have used more of my rye, but, you know, uh, that was pretty limited availability uh, that, that's out there that we could um, we could get a hold of. So um, that was really the, the main driver, but it all really comes down to taste, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to put something out there that, with my name on it, it's not going to taste good. Uh, I know my dad won't. Um, so, you know, that, that for us, it all comes down to the taste and the finish. Uh, and then I think you're exactly right. Once you, you know, throw on the, the rum finished uh, sherry barrels, it just takes on a whole new level. Now, now is the goal for this one to be out there a little longer, a little more often than the, the first one? Yeah, so this is this is our core expression. So this is this will be our everyday that you'll be able to find in the market. Um, hence the price point about seventy nine ninety nine, uh, which we feel like it's a really good price point for the six and four year old blend. Mm-hmm. And then right the the or the the rum season sherry cask. Uh, and there's a reason for you know we see so many finishes these days, right? And so one thing I think is there's a reason why we finish in that sherry rum finish, and that's because we with our sister company Papa's Pilar, we do have a sherry finished rum and so we try to use everything as much as possible and, and and that sherry really really does something to the rum finish it sweetens it up it also dries it at the right right spot um so we age it to taste in that um but again like you said this is our core expression everything that we come off of this will be like our barrel program cast strength or anything like that will come off of this this blend right here well, and I was gonna say that price point, you know, for, with a six and a four, and and you know, kind of being a craft brand, you don't see that. Unfortunately, you don't see that a whole lot these days. So, how important was it to have it where this is a bottle folks can go out and, and get on not just once one occasion, but more than that? 
I think between both of us, we've had many discussions when we when we were at Green River. We priced it at a point we wanted everyone to be able to to enjoy it, and and same thing here, right? We we're definitely on a premium finish with a, a little better of a, or a different of a blend, um, so a little bit more behind it. But our our goal is to always have something that everybody can reach for. Uh, it's accessible. Uh, and also celebrates all of our our goals that we want to come out with uh, with brands and and expressions. Yeah, I mean, you know, in my opinion, uh, bourbon and, and whiskey and rye, you know, especially something that's really good, it, it should be it should be tasted, it should be shared, it should be enjoyed. That's why we had the library card on the signature edition. You know, we don't want you just having it uh, a library card and you never fill it out. You know, with who you tasted it with, so. I mean, I'm in my liquor cabinet at the office. I mean, I get bottles all the time from from places that, and I share them. You know, I have the guys come in. You know, if it's a, a hard to find bottle, you know, hey, let's let's try it. You know, like I don't want to just sit around forever. So that's what I think bourbon and, and rye whiskey should always be shared. No, I think this was an, an interesting because the blends different. We obviously had the limited time offering with the first edition that came out. It was a blend of ninety six percent or ninety four percent nine year old MGP, and then four percent or six uh, percent the four year old Green River. Same finish, um, but we taste them side by side, and, and both of them won a lot of awards this year on the Ascots and the Barleycorn. Um, but the six year old and the four year old blend, it. I think it shows a little more traditional rye notes that you are used to. Um, and it's, it's one a lot more like double platinums, best of shows, uh, because I think it's more relatable when this is a, the, the first edition that with the odor juice, a little more complex, uh, a little smokier. This is more of your everyday uh, rye that has that extra uh, premium finish to it. You know, we proofed it up a little bit too. It's 102 proof. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, the, the first edition was 100 proof, uh, so 102 proof, and we uh, we went through several uh, proofing rounds uh, of tasting just to try to get that that right proof. Um, and I think it really that helps some of those flavors come through with that higher proof. No, I was gonna say that's a sweet spot. I think for a lot of folks these days, that 95 to 105 five proof is kind of a, a good spot to be in, and it drinks really smooth and you guys mentioned that that first uh, edition right you know obviously it, it was limited depending on where you're at you might be able to find it are those more going to be occasional fun uh, limited releases or how will that kind of continue on yeah we have we have definitely plans for some really cool releases um the first edition obviously being our uh, our just celebratory came in a box for the first 972 uh, we'll, we'll definitely do a second edition and, and then we'll do some, uh, cash strength around, uh, this year. We'll, we'll definitely do a cash strength, uh, with a couple barrel cash strength picks out there. Um, really interesting barrel program in the future, uh, that, that takes you on a, on a, a real cool, uh, experience and ex exploration through Hemingway's and his, and his visits on the Caribbean islands. Um, but some other really cool short, uh, shorter versions, what we would call a short story, uh, that have different finishes. Um, but yeah, some super really cool, uh, collabs coming out and all that, man. We, we plan on doing some really cool skews, but, um, the first edition will eventually be the second edition. And then obviously, uh, every day will still continue to be that signature. 
And and how important is it to kind of have that balance of there is that expression, but if folks do love it and they want to continue to support the brand, there are those other options, whether it's a short story, which is a great name for Hemingway uh, release to, to uh, just other things that you guys can do. Yeah. I, I mean, it, for us, it's one explores, right. The craftsmanship and uh, what Jacob and the team does all three of them. Um, you know, we're not going to finish in the, the craziest barrels. We're going to finish in things we know uh, make sense and they're going to taste really, really good, but also playing to that story with Hemingway and the culture. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's important. Um, but I think it, I think it's more fun for us. Right. And it's like, it shows our, our, uh, artist, artistic values and a brand, but also his craftsmanship. And then why, why go the rye route too? I, I was curious about that for those that, that may go, well, not everyone loves a rye. I mean, I love a rye. So for me, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I like rye myself. You know, I like the higher rye bourbons. Um, you know, we made the 95% rye just because, you know, it's a full on rye whiskey. Uh, I think it's a category that has started to really grow lately. You know, you see a lot, a lot of those come out, uh, you know, I think that uh, you just get a lot of spice and a lot of flavor uh, from that. Um, and Hemingway drank rye. Um, there's a lot of uh, articles and different things uh, that Forrest has found where, you know, Hemingway was a cool dude. You know, he was... There's all kinds of, of cool stories about him, um, but one of them was he, he did like rye whiskey. I think the like on a marketing side, we we always say that you know Ernest Hemingway never did anything the easy way, so it, it you know it's it, so we we led with rye because you know Jacob he'll tell you as a distiller it foams up, it becomes gummy, it's extremely hard to make. Uh, there's distillers out there that won't even they'll stay away from it, so. Uh, I think that uh, on a business level, obviously what he was saying, there's, it's a market that we feel like we can really step forward and be the billboard for rye whiskey and educating consumers what rye whiskey is. Um, but, but definitely the Ernest Hemingway never did anything easy. And, and so we, we lead into that too. <laughs> Uh, it seems very, very fitting. And, and I guess as I, I wrap it up, you know, what's next for the, the Hemingway whiskey brand? Is, it the, is there the future of non-rye releases? What can you tell me that won't get you guys in trouble with folks? <laughs> I think I'll let the marketing guys. <laughs> I definitely think that we've got some really, really cool. Uh, we're, we're working on a cash drink right now. Um, but just expressions that w w are going to celebrate Hemingway, the Groth family and the calls. Uh, those would be really, really cool, uh, skews in the future. And then, you know, I think for us, it's, it's just pushing our culture into the market. Uh, we'll be at the bourbon festival, um, this year showing off and, and selling bottles and, and having the calls there to sign bottles. Uh, but, but yeah, that's, that's kind of all we can share. We've got a lot to, a lot planned, but, uh, definitely something here at the distillery for, for consumers and, and visitors as well. I, I love that. And when this drops, it'll be the Kentucky Bourbon Festival and, and we'll be there there as well and hanging out. And, and what, what can folks maybe expect there at the Bourbon Festival if they you know, give this a listen to before they head on over to Bardstown? Yeah, we'll definitely have uh, the signature edition that all three calls can kind of sign the bottle. Um, we'll, we'll have some merchandise. We'll be playing some some uh, contests with the six word challenge for folks to win some some cool things. Uh, some LTOs that that will 
release there that'll be at the booth for sale that probably won't be in the market. Um, but yeah, that, that'll be kind of all I can really share it right now. <laughs> I'm trying to get, get you in trouble. I'm just kidding. Um, no, and, and, and all <laughs> He, he and gets also, in trouble easily enough. He on, has, you don't have to on his own. He's always in trouble. <laughs> and and where can folks find Hemingway uh, whiskey right now? Where where can they they get it if they if they're interested? We're in fourteen states right now: um, Kentucky, uh, Tennessee, and Florida. We have the first the first edition still, so you can find those uh, that expression. But the signatures in fourteen states, and then online uh, at HemingwayWhiskeys.com. Uh, we ship to most states, and um, yeah, Kroger store here in Kentucky is a is a major uh, a major store that's picked it up. Uh, Liquor Barns, Go Puff, uh, a lot of the major stores have already picked it up and, and bought into the the Hemingway brand. Oh, that, that's awesome to hear, and I, I can't wait to see what's next and what what comes uh, from this. Because, that, like I said, I love the the way this is blended. It's it's right up my alley. And um, Jacob and Forrest, thank you for sharing the the story and and some pours. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for uh, thanks for your support and and help us helping us uh, share our story. Getting the word out. We appreciate it, Jonathan. Find more from Hops and Spirits at hopspirits.com. Thanks, everybody. Bye.